Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lightworker, welcome to another episode of the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. 
Before we get started with today's episode, I'm excited to tell you that my second book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, The Ultimate Guide to Following Your Purpose and Creating Change in the World, is out now and you can order it globally on Amazon. If you're feeling the call to help make the world a better place, but you don't know where to start finding and following your life purpose, I wrote this book for you. It's packed with processes, rituals, and meditations to help you turn on your light and get it to work so that together we create a better world. When you order the book, you also get a two-hour live masterclass with me entitled Life Purpose Bootcamp, during which you'll get to find and define your life purpose in a specific two-paragraph definition. And you can visit georgelizos.com forward slash lightwork to get all the details. In today's episode, we're talking about expressing your emotions fully. One of the most impactful books I've read is Why Good People Do Bad Things by Debbie Ford. In the book, Debbie talks about how we're taught to suppress our emotions, particularly the ones relating to our shadow self, and therefore the parts of us we feel guilty or shameful about until they burst out into acts of anger, self-destruction, and sometimes crime. Personally, I've experienced this firsthand. Growing up in a small and judgmental community, I spent years suppressing and denying my sexuality. This led me down a path of dark depression that almost cost me my life. It wasn't until I gave myself permission to feel my emotions fully that I was able to find the self-love and acceptance that I so needed. I've always taught that all a negative emotion wants is to be heard and acknowledged, after which it completely loses its power. And then we're ready to move up the emotional scale to feel a more positive emotion. And there's nobody who can teach this message better than Madeline Moon. Describing herself as a walking permission slip, Madeline is on a mission to help us accept and express our emotions fully and unapologetically. In this interview with Madeline, she shares tips, processes, and nuggets of wisdom to help guide your emotional healing and exploration. Specifically, in this interview, you'll learn how to identify and understand negative emotions moment by moment, why it's important to express all parts of you, a process for dealing with the dark night of the soul, and the lessons your negative emotions have for you. When you're done listening to the episode, be sure to come within your Spiritual Toolkit Facebook group and let me know what you most enjoy about it. And without further ado, enjoy this episode with Madeline Moon. Madeline Moon is a walking permission slip, committed to radical truth-telling in her top 50 ranked podcast, coaching practice, and her various teaching platforms. She's on a spiritual quest to reveal the art of embodying of opposite elements across every spectrum, Water with fire, mystical with realism, alchemy with presence, alpha with omega, and light with dark. She knows there is no better metamorphosis than that of learning to welcome the entire human experience. While the shedding of a skin may be a deep process, there is no need to make it so serious. Madeline believes humor is one of the highest levels of spirituality and is committed to revealing how spirituality can be reached with pleasure, play, sensuality, intimacy, and innate freedom. Her work and story have been featured in hundreds of podcasts, as well as various publications such as the BBC, the Huffington Post, Teen Vogue, Thought Catalog, Nylon Magazine, The Daily Mail, Vice, Greatest, Men's Health, People, and ABC News Nightline. 
She's hosted the popular Mind Body Musings podcast for six plus years, ranking in the top 50 of all time in the US and great Britain in self-improvement. Madeline, welcome to the Lit Up Lightbreaker podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here to talk all about just reaching the deepest level of our divine feminine energy, really doing the untangling of our emotions and accepting our experience as it is, rather than trying to approach things with a very masculine, like step-by-step way. Just, I've been following your Instagram and we've been having chats for, for a while now. And whenever I go through your posts, I just have this innate call to just drop all my processes and just allow myself to just feel and to just be raw and just to let things come out. And for someone who's into my masculine energy, like if that's my default state, it's an uncomfortable emotion. It's an uncomfortable thing to do. So that's what we'll be diving into today. But before we get there, I want you to share with us your story of how you ended up doing this work in the first place. Mm, Yes, the story time. So um, I think it's really important for me to give just a little bit of context of where I come from. And that is from a a really repressed childhood, which I think a lot of people can relate with if they were raised in a um, religious household or uh, a woman or a minority. Like there's just so many ways that we can grow up feeling really repressed. And with my particular experience, I was raised with a mother that was... um, very emotionally manipulative. And when you combine that with uh, narcissism and Christianity, it, it works for the person's uh, choices rather than actual Christianity. So I wasn't raised in Christianity. I was raised in a narcissist perspective of Christianity. And I don't mean that word to encompass all that she is. She's so much more than that. She's a mother. She's a soul. She's a being with light and dark and all the different um, versions of her. And I, I, Uh, appreciate all that she has done for me in my life. And with that said, I was raised not having options or choices or not being allowed to feel what I feel or explore who I am. I was born and then told, you feel happiness and that's it. You behave and that's it. You're a good girl and that's it. You're Christian. You wait till marriage to have sex, to like anybody. And it's got to be these people with this checklist. And if I ever did anything outside of that box, it was labeled as bad um, or something that God doesn't love. And so therefore in my little childlike brain, I associated with, I'm not loved. And that's also the feeling I received when I did quote bad, I didn't feel love anymore. And so I started going into very, uh, masculine minded strategies, more of the wounded masculine. I'm not going to say the pure masculine because the pure is like consciousness and presence, but more of the fear that I needed to create a physical armor to be safe and I needed to have power. And so as this 18 year old woman really trying to find myself, I, I went into bodybuilding. I also had eating disorders. So I was trying to make myself as less of a woman as possible with my eating disorder. So smaller boobs, less body, less sensuality, less of everything, but then also at the same time, build a physical armor. So I had more muscle and I was protected and I was one of the guys. I really, really valued being seen as one of the guys. I had a lot of pride in that. I thought as much as I could distance myself from anything about me that looked, smelled, felt, appeared like woman, then I had, I had soothed my ego 
I'll say it that way. I had soothed my ego and I felt safe, but it was truly the furthest away from being safe I ever was, was at the height of that bodybuilding. And summarizing all of that, I had a wake up call. I had one of those bathroom floor breakdown moments where I just fell to my knees and I realized like I'm in so much pain. It was really as simple as that. I'm just in so much pain. I hate my body. Uh, when will I ever love it? I'm at that point, I'm 24. Uh, I'm beautiful. I've got a life worth living. Like I've got opportunity and yes, I am privileged. And yet I am choosing day after day after day to put myself into a box and to hate myself because to some extent that was the choice of habitually going into the patterns of blaming myself, shaming myself and making myself smaller. And one thing led to the next and I started to uh, distance myself from the lists. Everything in my life needed to be a list from who I liked and what I did in a day and how I ate and which workouts I did. You know, everything was a list. And with numbers, I would count every step I took, every calorie I ate. So I started there, the surface level things of like, how can I become a little less rigid? And then I started allowing more curvature in my body and then curvature in my life. And then slowly but surely starting to find pleasure in my curvature and then pleasure in my emotion. And then allowing myself to feel anger and sadness and anger at people I love. Like I never thought I was allowed to feel anger at people I love, especially because that was not something ever encouraged as a child. So all this to say, now at almost 29, the past eight years of my life and journey has been about accepting all the different sides of being a human, the light and the really nitty gritty, juicy dark. And to separate, as you were saying in the intro of this, the emotion from the story and really moving away from any emotion meaning a story and getting lost in that. Because again, it's a way that our ego separates us from the experience, separates us from people. It's just always the separation. Anytime you have a story, I feel upset, therefore X, Y, Z, therefore I suck, therefore my partner sucks, therefore this isn't working, therefore I should close my heart. Any of these meanings just separate us from the actual embodiment of, ouch, I feel pain. Or, ooh, this feels good. Like anything we're feeling when we attach to a story of this, I hope lasts forever, or, oh, this is gonna last forever. It's in the mind where we attach to these, like, I keep saying the word stories, but that's what they are because they make us feel safe. Mm -hmm. Just getting lost into the emotion makes us feel really unsafe because then the question of will this last forever pops up. And that question leads us to feeling out of control. And my invitation to people and what I do in my work is helping beings feel all their feels making every feel a sacred feel, detaching from that story about it, and then from that place realizing, oh, it doesn't last forever, never lasts forever. It's interesting you're bringing this right now. It's interesting we're having this conversation right now because I know we rescheduled it, and I think it was divine guidance because this past week I've gone through a healing crisis dealing with childhood stories and feelings of safety and control. And it always surprises me how those early stories, those early ways um, of, of 
allowing people's perspectives and ideas to indoctrinate the way we feel and we think about ourselves are so long lasting. And we carry them all throughout our lifetime and just deprogramming all that, it's a whole process of peeling layers of an onion. And mm -hmm. we find ourselves time and time again, feeling like we need to go even deeper because from my perspective, I have written two books about, we have had a similar story, by the way, Christian childhood, masculine energy rules and then breaking away from it, having the breakdown moment, etc. Like even I thought this weekend, even after having written two stories, two, sorry, two, two books dealing with all those issues, here I am again, having the same childhood stories coming up and trying to tell myself, I am not who these people said I was. Mm. I am not that story. I don't need to control to feel safe because that's what control is. You're controlling to feel safe because you haven't felt safe in the past. So thank you so much for bringing this up. And I think that's such an important conversation to have because right now the world is going through um, a global healing crisis. So we need to let ourselves feel. Now, you call yourself, um, you self-identify as a walking permission slip, mm -hmm. which is what you mentioned right now. Now, how can we go ahead and do that? Especially if we're someone who follows rules, who likes the process, who likes to stay within the, um, the, the box. How do we take the first steps to break mm -hmm. out of that box and let ourselves feel what all we've learned were rules and limits? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. First steps. So first steps, um, I, I think the block for a lot of people of making that tiny step of just allowing what's coming up to come up is um, a lack of awareness, just mm. a simple lack of awareness because so many of us have only one flavor of ourselves because we were taught, you know, the way that uh, De Debbie Ford, I think her name is, who wrote the yes. book. Yeah, it's a... The Shadow side. Effect, was it? Oh, I have yes. one of her books right here. It's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. Perfect, That's yes. <laughs> yeah, so she describes it as a, one of the metaphors she gives is there is a castle and you are the castle with a thousand different rooms. They're all different, like a princess room and then a jungle room and then uh, like a cave room. And then when you are young, people start entering this castle and they walk through the rooms and then they go, oh, that, that room, mm, it'd be a lot better of a castle if you locked up that one. And so you lock it up and then more people come in and then they go, well, that room's really ugly. You should lock that one up too. So by the time we're five, 10, 15, definitely 20 and older, we've locked up half of our rooms, half of our castles. We've locked up the sacred expression of rage. We've locked up the sacred expression of jealousy. We've locked up the 13 year old that's crushed inside for not having a voice and a say, for not being able to play and, and be in fantasy land and having that room sh shut and locked up. So the journey is about unlocking, finding the keys and then unlocking those rooms one by one by one. Because we only know maybe one fourth to half of our castle, we have to begin putting words to those other rooms. Mm. So discovering what the emotion is, it's, just, it's not just I'm good or I'm fine or I'm um, okay, I'm sad. What's underneath that? So that process of identifying and labeling, even though this is in the mind, this is a stepping stone to simply being that permission slip of, I feel upset, 
I feel full of rage and I own it. doesn't mean anything, but I'm allowed to feel that feeling because X, Y, Z bothered me. Most people can't do that because they're so repressed and shut off from that anger, from that uh, allowance to be upset, especially I think a lot of women, just because they're raised with the idea they're supposed to be sweet and pretty and quiet. So having that ability to, to be angry, to label it, to own it, and then not to be codependent with it, to say, I, I feel angry and I'll fix it to someone else. A lot of times that's another habit that comes up. So identifying it and labeling it. And this is a, a path of contemplation. This takes sitting still. Like I will have something happen the other day. I was like doing the dishes and I felt in my body ick. It's all I knew. I just felt ick. And I was doing the dishes and I was like, I feel really ick right now. Just like I'm doing the dishes fast and I'm my brow, my eyebrows are furrowed and like, what, what happened? I couldn't remember. And so I went through my day bit by bit by bit by bit. And I was like, is that it? No. Is this it? No. And then I remembered a DM that landed in my Instagram that was really small and insignificant, but it left me with this icky feeling like until the dishes point where I was doing something mindless. Sometimes you got to be bored and doing a mindless activity to feel that thing or taking a shower and then you're finally not so busy, you can feel that feeling. And then simply going, oh, that thing bothered me and then questioning it. And sometimes it's as simple as noticing that, that gives you permission of being a permission slip to just say, oh, I feel angry and it's fine. It doesn't have to mean anything. I'm just gonna express it. Maybe right then and there by making a sound or saying, you know, F you, like in, in while you do the dishes just to let it out. And that's that. And, and we could go, you know, forever endlessly into this idea of being a permission slip and what are all the different sides of that mean. But for stepping stones and beginning steps, I think that simple process of backtracking into your day and discovering what that door is that was repressed and locked and then just noticing it and owning it, that's a huge step we can't step, step over. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah. 
And it's so powerful and liberating when we identify those parts of ourselves that we've locked away. And yet, when we start showing them to the world, because we've self-identified with those limited rooms for a long period of time, and therefore people accepted us and labeled us as that, then they expect us to maintain that and to be consistent with that. When we bring those other rooms into the light, Many people don't like it. Many people don't like the anger and prevent, uh, prefer us being depressed and being disempowered. So how, how do we deal with those people? How do we safely show and express these sides of ourselves that were suppressed and we've brought into the light? How do we express them safely with people, especially people close to us who may not be so accepting with our newfound sense of self? Mm -hmm. Great question. So first and foremost, this path, the path, of, the path of embodiment is for you and you alone. Mm. And I really want to make that clear for everyone that we don't do this. We don't feel our feelings fully to get anything. And if you are going, if you're in your mind and you're saying, well, I'll show my full heart and I'll show my embodiment and my happiness and my elation and my rage so that the world gives me what I want, you're already set up for failure. Mm. Because this is not about getting anything. This is about giving. Because you giving your heart-centered rage or elation or joy or truth, let's just say truth, you giving your heart-centered truth is such a gift to the world where everyone is walking around in their suits and ties and not really showing how they feel and not feeling safe to show how they feel. You saying, fuck it, I'm going to show up and show what I feel and embody it and express it. And I expect nothing in return the gift itself is the feeling. Wow, that's powerful. That said, that said, when you're on this path, what's very helpful is containers. So what I will do oftentimes is with a loved one or a partner, I will let them know in advance what is about to happen, or I will ask if it's okay if what's about to happen happens in front of them. So I may set the container with <clears throat> my partner and say, I need to do a two minute temper tantrum where I just scream profanities and stomp my feet and express myself because I've got a whole bunch of pent up rage and I want to witness. So will you witness it and not, not say anything and just watch me and I might get a yes or a no. If I get a no, that's great. He's in his power and he's, he knows what he can hold and, and I can go elsewhere and set myself up for success in that area of expression. And if he is a yes, then I'll ask him, will you time it and tell me when the two minutes are over so I don't have to worry about that. And you know, he'll time it and then I'll do it for two minutes and then he'll say stop and then I'll be done. And I will also tell him what I expect afterwards. Like, would you please praise me for one minute afterwards? Cause it's hard to express in that way. So if someone is new to revealing their feelings, Set up the container, share what's about to happen, get permission from a witness to do so, and then also know what you want afterwards. If you just want praise because you're a tender-hearted feminine being and you just want to be like worshipped, or you're a tender-hearted masculine being and you just want worship, ask for that. That's totally fine. And then your, your witness just says, I love that moment when you grabbed your own hair and you lifted it up and you screamed, fuck you. And I loved that moment. You stomped your feet. And I loved that moment. You said, blah, blah, blah. And then it's done. And then you bow and then you're done with that practice. So it can become an actual practice that has a start and a stop and a structure 
that's the masculine, because sometimes we have to set those ground rules to actually get the thing that we want. Or we'll get frustrated because then the witness might go into feedback or might uh, do something that just kind of pulls you out of the zone. So asking for what it is that you want, um, whether it is just praise or it is also a little feedback, maybe they, they are an oracle and they can see something that would have helped you open even more. For example, that was so beautiful whenever you pulled your own hair. And I would have loved to hear you make a sound with that. I think that would have really helped you go into your anger even more. That's a way we can go into expression with people who can hold us there. And if people are turned off from your expression, there's two sides. There's the side of, well, are you doing it at them? Are you actually being passive aggressive or you're exploding into them? Are you thinking that you're being embodied full of love, but you're actually uh, kind of damaging their spirit by like getting mad at them and being abusive because we can accidentally slip into abusive states without really being aware. Um, or are they someone that just doesn't know how to handle expression and you can be patient with them and, and maybe, you know, you don't want to shock people's nervous system because sometimes it, it, it can be a, a circuit that gets blown when someone's never seen someone really expressive and then they get that. So there's also a degree of patience that was required. And if someone flat out just stop that, I don't want any of that. I don't want to see you expressed. That per person probably shouldn't be in their life. They're not helping you. They're not lifting you up and, and honoring the part of you that is um, truth. I love these two approaches. So we have a feminine approach where, where it's usually practiced by yourself, allowing yourself to feel all your emotions, to go out there, exhaust basically that emotion. And then the more masculine approach when it involves another person and then you're giving you permission and it's, it's this co-creative dance of allowing yourself to express yourself and then getting feedback, which I find works really well for someone like me, for example, who are uh, who is more masculine in my process. Like some people, like for example, when I'm, I'm, I'm spending feminine time energy, I have to schedule it because I have to use my masculine approach schedule feminine time so something like that would work well with my wiring and it's perfectly fine uh, for people to like understand where they are and what process works best for them now there are those that, that's full of people that argue that oh by expressing our, our, our negative emotion we're manifesting more of them so what do you have to say with regards to manifestation hmm. of negative emotion wow Oh gosh, I've never been asked in this way. That's such a good question. So the first thing that comes up for me is just spiritual bypassing. Yes. That if you're skipping over, like you're <laughs> like a like, like the, the we look at a spectrum. If you're only allowed to stay on the right side of the spectrum and not on the left side, you're not in your deepest core truth. You can't yeah. go deep into the light if you're not also going to the darkness. You were born in darkness. You were born in a womb that was completely pitch black and you will die in complete darkness. You might as well get used to those states during that little dash that is called life that will be on your gravestone one day from this state to this state. Like that little dash right there is everything that you get to experience, which is light and which is dark. And the darkness is what makes the light possible and vice versa. So if you're thinking that you expressing uh, rage and, and anger and any of those really true emotions, what happens is you start to repress it and then it's, it still comes out. You, you, you're, you're not that 
powerful that you can just decide to turn off an emotion. It still comes out, but it comes out leaky. It yes. comes out passive aggressive. It comes out in those little tiny eye rolls or that little tiny like arms cross movement you do before bed or defriending someone on Instagram and unfollowing them or muting them. And like, it's these little tiny ways that, or you never get back to someone because you're just so miffed. It still causes these severs in your relationship and in your heart. Your heart dies a little bit each time that you, you repress. It's not even about speaking your truth. Like that's really important too, but sometimes you don't need to speak it to feel it. Um, and I, I, my teacher says this and his teacher says this, I don't remember the origination from this, but the quote is whatever, um, whatever you touch fully dissolves. So if you want to touch something fully like your resentment and move past it, you have to go deep into that darkness of your resentment from, since I work with a lot of women, let's say like 35 years of having your heart broken or feeling betrayed by men, which is something that a lot of women do feel. Uh, where's the man, like underneath that complaint of all men are going to betray me is a desire. The desire is I want to be loved. I'm calling in my devotional warrior of love. Where is he? It's, it's a pure desire, but you've got to touch that resentment first of ah, all of the men that have let me down because that is what Kali Ma does is go into her rage and she's willing to cut off heads for what she believes in. If you want to be a warrior of love, you've got to be a warrior for dark love too. Yes. There's not only one kind of love. There's dark love. There's the nitty gritty, dirty love, the in the soil, digging your hands deep, going into the molten core of the earth. Like that's, that's where I like to play. That's my playground. That's yummy stuff. It's what I say to truly be a light worker. You have to be a shadow worker too, because unless you go into the darkness, you cannot bring, like, bring yourself into the light. And uh, I was reminded by something that Debbie Ford teaches, where basically when you keep suppressing the emotion, it's still there, it's active within you and manifesting your reality. And it just grows your shadow to such a big degree that it, it will eventually come out. She had this book that I read called Why Good People Do Bad Things. And it's basically because of all this suppression that eventually just bursts out into something, but into like something illegal or criminal. Oh my, thank you so much, Madeline, for sharing these powerful tools with us. I feel liberated to expressing my emotions, to feeling my emotions fully. And I'm sure people listening or watching this are feeling the same way as well. Where can people get in touch with you and work with you? So thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. And also as a side note, for anyone that, based off of what you just said, there's a movie on Netflix called Bernie. And it's a perfect example of that. It's about a great guy that does a bad thing. And it's an amazing movie with Jack Black. It's so good. I just love it. So I'll go watch, watch it Bernie. as well. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll love it. Um, I mean, it's really indie and quirky. So you can find me at maddymoon.com, M-A-D-D-Y, moon.com. And my podcast is called Mind Body Musings, and that's on iTunes and Spotify. And I'm all over Instagram at Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N. And I've got tons of great freebies on my website and a group coaching program called the Sisu Society. And I am always available for people to reach out to at any time. So I look forward to hearing back from people what they think about this. 
And of course, I'll include all the links in the show notes below. Madeline, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.